Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 46. I just love my work so much that it doesn't even feel like work. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, I'm Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar store, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. And today, I am so happy to have Johanna Fritz joining us all the way from Germany. Johanna has been a freelance illustrator for more than 10 years and works together with publishers, manufacturers, and advertising agencies. She's currently represented by the agency Wonder Garden. Her target market is children and those who like fun characters and happy colors. As she has already been known in her industry for being active and engaging on all kinds of social media channels, she's recently started a second business called Fritzy Flock. It's all about growing illustrators' businesses to the next level. This includes coaching, workshops, interviews, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the show, Johanna. Hey there. <laughs> It is so good to have you, and I think it's nighttime there, and your little ones have just gone to bed, and it now is. you have the opportunity to talk to us. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for having me, Sue. Love having you. Would you like to add anything else to that intro before we get started? You also um, mentioned my kids. So yeah, I have a husband and two kids, which are like one and three right now, and that's actually it. You're able to do business out of your house just on the way your business operates, right? So that's really helpful while you have young kids at home too. Yeah, that is totally true. Wouldn't change it. Yeah, no, that's really valuable. That's part of the great thing about being in business for yourself. So true. As our listeners know, we like to align this conversation around the life of a motivational candle. The light shines on you while you share your stories and your experiences. So Johanna, are you ready to light it up? I am so ready. All right. Let us envision what a candle would look like. And for you, being <laughs> with all the art and everything, I can't wait to hear about the color of your candle and the motivational quote. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I can't just like choose one color, of course. Um, so I guess my candle would be like mint, pink and yellow, which is sort of my corporate identity colors for my illustration business. And my quote would actually be smile to the world and the world smiles back. This quote means so, like sort of a lot to me because I'm not sure how you call it in English, but it's like uh, it was an embroidery wall art, which was mm -hmm. in my parents' house um, next to the TV. And so whenever I watched TV as a kid, I was also looking at this embroidery. And it was just like some sort of mind setting. Like every day I saw this. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm smiling all the time. <laughs> It's so true. When you smile, people smile back. Like um, when you go like grumpy through your whole life and it's just like what you give comes back to you, sort of that thing. I think you're right. And it sounds like throughout your childhood, as you were looking at that wall hanging then, it really was ingrained to you. Something tells me that you just like that by nature, though. 
Yeah, yeah. From the start, wall hanging or not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Gift Biz listeners, Johanna and I had the opportunity to meet a few months back in San Francisco. We were both in the audience of Sue B. Zimmerman's Creative Live course, and I had already known about Johanna, but was so excited that she was flying all the way over to be with us. And you are one happy, fun, loving gal, Johanna. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to the beginning of your professional career. How did you get started and move into the business of freelancing? Well, to go a little further back, like I was um, studying American history, Japanese and French at a university in Berlin. And I did that like for two years. I was so unhappy with it. <laughs> it was just not my thing. Um, then I was like on a train and I saw an ad and I was looking at this ad and it was written down like communication design at this and this university. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. It was really like, bang, a light bulb got on. And I was like, okay, I totally have to try that. And so I went there and um, showed them my portfolio. They liked it and they accepted me to study their communication design. That's sort of the beginning. And from then on, it just got on and on. And I started to, um, like in my last year of studies, I started to send out my portfolios to publishers and was so happy that they liked it. <laughs> today, I don't know why, because I don't know, when I look back today, like 11 years ago or so, it's like sort of awful to me. <laughs> like this. Oh my gosh, I have no idea why they wanted me to do those picture books, but um, I was happy. So that was the beginning. And then I just kept going, kept going, sent stuff out and yeah, today I'm pretty happy that clients are coming to me and I don't have to reach out that much anymore. Absolutely. So were you always into art, like even as a young child? Yeah, yeah. I have so many um, illustrations from me when I was, I don't know, four and six and seven and eight. My mom kept them all. So I still have them with me. And so then you were hired by this company, right, to yeah. start doing illustrations. And then at what point did you go off on your own then? Um, from the beginning, like while I was studying in my third year. So the whole study process was like three years. And in my third year, I already started to send out my illustrations to publishers and agencies. And from that point on, I was freelancing. Gotcha. And talk to us a little bit about one of your favorite projects back then, just to give a feel to everybody about how the business works. Back then, well, the, my, my very, very first client was actually a TV magazine who hired me to do a weekly cartoon. That was my really my absolute beginning. And actually, the main character of this cartoon was a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate enough, right? <laughs> it is so funny. Seriously, I almost forgot about this thing. And lately on one of my periscopes, I was showing my viewers my, my I'm doing like annual portfolio books just for myself. And I give them to my dad every Christmas. So he gets a sense of what I'm actually doing the whole year. And I saw this cartoon in there and I was like, oh my gosh, I started with a bird. I, I have a bird as a logo right now. The Fritzy Flock is a bird. And yeah, so there's birds are everywhere. You're gravitating to our feathered friends for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But actually, if, if I could choose an animal, it would be a cat. So. <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, we, a cat and bird. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. All right. So let's talk a little bit now also about Fritzy Flock. How did that evolve and what's happening with that? Last year, it started to um, evolve when I was, um, I, I'm really like on sort of every social media channel that is out there. And they started to ask me questions about why I'm using it. 
how it can be helpful for illustrators. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, so there seems to be interest in there. And even our professional association for, of illustrators in Germany, they asked me to write an article about social media for illustrators for their newsletter. So I thought, okay, there must be something. And then I went to Creative Life, as you just said, and met Subi Zimmerman. We started talking and created this whole Fritzy vlog. And yeah, it's very well accepted. <laughs> So Fritzy Flock is a group. This is, Fritzy Flock are now followers of yours who yeah. are capturing information because you just know so much about how to use the social media channels and other things in the illustration business overall, correct? Yeah, not just social media. Like They are also asking me like um, questions about how to uh, find a style, questions about their branding or what portfolio would be the best fit for contacting children's illustrators and all kind of stuff, yeah. All right, so some of our listeners, Johanna, may be quilters or jewelry makers or people who are in different industries but could do something similar like what you've done in terms of building a community around themselves. Can you give some advice or how did you start capturing people's attention and your answer might be in the social media channels but like how did that evolve so that you had a community because one thing I do know about you is you have a very loyal and also very attentive community I mean they're really tuned in yeah. to what you're doing yeah it actually started even before I was thinking about doing something with social media or whatever for illustrators it started when I announced on Periscope that I'm going to do a daily doodle on my Instagram account. And if anyone wants to draw with me, I would be happy. So like, I don't draw alone for myself. So um, it, it's just like more fun with the community. And people started to draw with me and the community is growing and growing and growing. And they are still drawing with me. Like we started last year, July 2015. It lasts until this July. And that was like sort of the beginning of building the community. And those who are following the doodle challenge and watch me doodle on Periscope, for example, they started to ask me questions about this whole social media thing and then how, um, about being an illustrator. And so I already had this community when I started the Fritzy vlog. So it was not like totally out of the blue. So you were drawing on Periscope, but then if yeah. people wanted to draw with you, where did they put their drawings? We have a private Facebook group for the doodle challenge and they put them on Instagram and we have like one hashtag, which is kind of long because it's 365 doodles with Johanna Fritz. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but it's working. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everybody tagged it with a hashtag and um, like this, we find each other and there's really like a lot of engagement and it's really a really nice community and really cheering us up each other. And um, yeah. So your doodle challenge, you would have a certain topic or something. And, and so you would drive the challenge in terms of what the topic was. Then everyone could draw and then put their doodles up either in the private page or on the hashtag, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I give out a monthly topic list and then they start doodling. <laughs> Very yeah. fun. And did you see your numbers start rising right away? Yeah, totally. Like with a doodle challenge, it was going crazy. I never expected that, you know, like I, I didn't do this with purpose. When I was on Periscope, I was just like, okay, doodle with me. And then they started to doodle with me and so many started. And um, yeah, my numbers were really growing like crazy. <laughs> That's so fun. And so gift biz listeners, think about this for your business. Is there something that you could do? Because this is just such a lighthearted, fun event, but it's grounded in 
her craft, you know, which is the illustration, of course. And so the people that she's attracting are exactly the people that she would want to work with in this new business that she's gravitated to. So brainstorm a little bit. What could that be for your business where you could capture a community like that? You're starting to make me think about some things here, too, so that's awesome. And um, the hashtag, again, is what? So if we wanted to take a look at it, we could? Yeah, 365 and then um, doodles with Johanna Fritz. Maybe interesting, like I put the Johanna Fritz at the end because sometimes you have like um, 365 doodle challenge or something there on Instagram. But I wanted wanted the people to know where the source is. If you just have a hashtag, which is 365 Doodle Challenge, nobody knows who actually started this challenge, which is why I added the name at the end. Very smart. Yeah. That's a good little tip to give us for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And then were you at any point also trying to capture them over into an email list of any sort? I did with my Biohanna Fritz account on Instagram. Like I started to change because they asked me again, like you so have to listen to the people. Like they asked me if they could have my doodles as coloring pages. So I started to do coloring pages and put them in my newsletter. Like I turned the doodles into coloring pages, put them into my newsletter and told, announced it on Instagram. Like, okay, if you sign up to my newsletter, you get a free coloring page. And I'm in the process of doing a whole coloring book. And they all got onto the list. That's another point, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gift Biz listeners, we've talked about this in other episodes, that having people on social media platforms of yours is fabulous because you're getting viewership. But if a platform like that ends up going down for some reason, and Facebook, as we know, changes every other day practically, you have no way to recapture anyone who's been following you. So a really wise thing to do is at some point bring them over to your email lists because that you own and that you can control. And Johanna, I just love the way you've done it because it's in such a lighthearted, fun way. Yeah. And I'm going to want one of those coloring books when they come out. Oh, you will totally get one. For sure. (laughs) I'll write it down. You'll have to let me know. I'll buy it. You'll just tell me where to go and I'm getting one for sure. Let's go on now and just talk. We've been talking lightheartedly about all these great things that have been happening and how your business has evolved. But as we know, not everything always is a smooth road. You've had to have some bumps along the way or maybe some air currents in that flock of yours. (laughs) Can you give us a time when you've been a little bit challenged with something and how you've overcome that? Especially like in the beginning when you're becoming an illustrator, you totally have to get clients on board and it's not like um, or it wasn't like that you're always working on some projects for clients. So um, you sort of when there's like one or two months when you're not working with a client, you're like, OK, will there be another one soon? Because I'm sort of running out of money. <laughs> and um, right, so right. that's the biggest challenge, I think, especially in the beginnings. What did you do when you had time and there were no more jobs coming in? What did you do? In the beginning, I guess I was like a little freaking out, but <laughs> um <laughs> I thought of got relaxed, you know, like if you have a little money on the bank account and you are totally okay with three months getting not getting some money from clients. I totally recommend first thing to send your portfolio out to publishers and whoever you want to work with. And then as soon as I, it was every time the same thing, as soon as I started to work on a personal project, someone 
called me and wanted me to work with them. Like, seriously, that was just like, okay, I start with a personal project and someone calls. And also, even if they don't call, a personal project is always the best to do because you can send this personal project out to publishers again. And usually the work that you're doing for personal projects are always the best works. That's what, what worked for me the best. That's a really good point. Yeah. Your personal projects are something probably you may be even more passionate about than yeah. a job that you're doing. Yeah. And so by nature, you're going to be more creative yeah. and, you know, yeah. trying new things, whatever it might be. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other advice for people who might be listening who are in the freelance space and are just starting out in terms of how to initially get in touch with publishers or tricks in terms of the best ways of communicating with them? Anything like that? Yeah, well, um, what I did just like after I finished studying, I went to the um, Frankfurt Book Fair and I'm sure there are several book fairs in the US as well to contact publishers and they also have like an hour where they look at your portfolio you can go there with your portfolio and they critique it so the first time when I went there and I heard all the critically bumped and was like okay maybe I shouldn't become an illustrator <laughs> but after a week I turned the critique into something better and the next time I went there they were totally fine with my portfolio and I got hired for some jobs so I think walking book fairs is very good contacting publishers through LinkedIn, for example, I really stalk many publishers and agencies. In, in Germany, it's called Xing. Today, it would be LinkedIn, I guess. One thing that you said that I really want to underscore here is that you brought your portfolio and you showed your work and that puts you in a very vulnerable place oh, yeah. because this is your individual, you know, you've put your heart and soul into this stuff and you get some feedback, but you just didn't stop and say, oh my gosh, for whatever reason, you know, they're critiquing it. There are things they didn't like or whatever. You took that feedback and made it better and then went back, had a successful second presentation yeah. and look where it's led you to. Yeah. And those, you know, like those um, one hour when they look at the portfolio, they are like, I don't know, 20, 30 illustrators waiting in a line to get an editor to look at your portfolio. And you're totally like, oh my gosh, there are so many illustrators and all of them want to work with this publisher. I will never make it. So one of my advice would also be to try to contact the editor of the publisher four or five months before the book fair and try to get a real appointment so that it's just like one-on-one -on -one and so you don't have to wait in this line because it's really pressing to stand in this line. <laughs> yeah, probably intimidating because yeah. there are just so many people. Yeah, and they start to show their portfolios, you know, and you see those portfolios and they're like, oh my gosh, okay, I just go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't, let me yeah. say that. <laughs> And I would imagine they're always looking for new talent, you know, new styles, new talent. So Yeah, absolutely. So it's really like there's place for everyone. Like there's enough room for every one of us. It's seriously like that. There you go. And you know what? Someone has to be picked, so it might as well be you. Yeah, exactly. So what types of things do you do now? And I don't know, you can choose what you want to talk about, whether you want to talk about the freelance and or Fritzy Flock, but what kind of things do you do now to capture more people in, get new jobs, you know, so that you can carry on with your business, and, you know, and bring in the money? I'm really happy with my illustration business that I don't have to send out like seriously people are coming to me and I have like I'm booked fully booked like half a year in advance. So like right now I'm working on five children's books, which is totally crazy. 
But with the Fritzy vlog, I'm doing mini workshops on Periscope, for example. I did one about finding your style. I did one about how to become a personal brand because it's really important for illustrators to not just draw nice pictures, but also to stand out from the mass, to be a brand. So that's something I'm doing. And I just listen to what the birds in the Fritzy vlog Facebook group tell me and they are or what, what their struggles are. And that's how I find the topics for my Periscopes, for example. Got it. Yeah, and I'm also providing some um, value through PDFs, which I'm sending with my newsletter. And um, right now, I'm also working in the background on my website, all kind of stuff. You have a lot going on there. I do. (laughs) (laughs) So you're using Periscope to widen the net and capture more people in, in terms of the audience, so that they get to see what you're doing. And if they resonate with your style, then you're driving them over to your newsletter, sounds like. Yeah, and to the Fritzy vlog and... As I'm also doing um, coaching, you know, I think it's really important for people to see me and to to see how I teach and to see my person, like get a feeling for how my personality is, if it's a fit for them. And it's just nicer than just seeing a picture because you can't really figure out the personality by a picture. Right. So on the customer service end, and let's just stick with the Fritzy flock for the time being, what are you doing to continue nurturing that flock and so that they keep coming back so they continue to find value, et cetera? biggest part is to listen to them, asking them what their struggles are and to respond to their struggles, like giving them feedback in the group. Some people also send me a Facebook chat or an Instagram DM and just like answer. I always reply to everything they ask me. I think it's really important to communicate a lot with them and not just like, okay, well, they are there and um, just try to find new people. You also have to be there for those who already are in the flock, that they get a lot of value because they may tell others about the flock. So you're making sure that you don't pull this group together and then just give them information. You're always looking for feedback from them and then also yeah. responding to them if they direct message you. Exactly. Yeah. Like yesterday, um, oh no, two days ago, someone asked me if I could do a scope about um, color profiles, which you need for if you work for pub- with publishers. And the next day I did a scope about color profiles. So, and I, and I, she answered me, she, she told me that like, yeah, that was really helpful and thank you. And so she was really happy about it. And all the others in the flock, they liked it as well. Just like when they ask you, just do it. (laughs) Yeah. So you have a pretty big following at this point. Do you set a certain time in your day when you go and capture all, you know, like you go ahead and look at the Facebook page and see what everyone's saying and then also see the direct messages or do you interspersed throughout your day time to do that or how does it fit within your structure yeah that is really oh gosh time management um (laughs) (laughs) when the kids are out of the house i always start my day with facebook and instagram and respond to everything that has come there through the night because of the different time zones there's a lot of i don't know many many messages in there which i want to respond to and read then I usually, if I have the time, I usually start drawing for my clients and then I try to focus on the illustrations that I'm doing then and I even turn off the sound so I don't get the Facebook notifications because otherwise I would also always look into the Facebook group and I always need like five to ten minutes like a pause between the next illustration. So that's a time when I go back to the Facebook group and answer some more questions and then I go back to illustrations to do another spread and um, yeah. That sounds very efficient because you are yeah. giving yourself a break. You're switching up your tasks a little bit. And I really like what you're saying about turning off the notifications with the sound because then oh, yeah. you don't get distracted because, oh my gosh, if you did that, you'd never get anything done. Yeah. And when there's a sound, I feel like, okay, I have to answer right now. I, I have to respond. I don't know. It's just like 
you have to fool yourself a little. <laughs> in the afternoon when my kids are back at home, I try to leave my um, smartphone downstairs when I'm with them in the kids room or so. So I don't always go to my smartphone and look if there are any new messages or whatever. Because I know I would if I had the smartphone just like next to me. <laughs> right, right, for sure. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, Johanna, we're going to roll right now into our reflection section. This is a look at you and what has made you successful along the way. What natural trait do you feel you have just as a person, just you, Johanna, that mm -hmm. has helped you to be successful? I think I'm a real hustler. I just love I just my work love so my much. Work so much. It doesn't even it feel doesn't like even work. Feel like I just work. can't live without illustration and I can't live without being on social media. So I think that's the thing which keeps me running and which is also like what gets me out of the bed in the morning. Like, yay, illustration. <laughs> <laughs> yay, talking to people. <laughs> I don't know. And getting paid for it at the same time. And getting paid for it. That's the best part of it. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, you have the type of lifestyle that I think a lot of our listeners are striving for. You know, they're looking for something that they just naturally, absolutely love that they could then turn into a business. So the things you're sharing with us are fabulous today. You know, that's exactly what I want to do with the Fritzy Vlog. Like there are so many illustrators, all those who want to become an illustrator and that just have some fear or, or like to quit their day job that they have right now or fears just to, to be to become a freelancer or so. And I don't know, that's that's the thing that I want to help them with, like to, to have this lifestyle, you know, like to do what you really love to do and make money with it. And you're the perfect person because you see so many people here now on the online space who are trying to teach people things, but they haven't done it themselves. So yeah. here you are yeah. living, breathing, and you're still doing it in conjunction with teaching other people how to do yeah. it. <laughs> Which is a little crazy. It's crazy, but it's spectacular. It's what tool do you use regularly to keep productive or to help create balance in your life with your busy life of little children, husband, and working out of the house? Yeah, so um, programs. I'm always using Evernote. I'm always using my Dropbox. I'm always using IFTTT. Are there three T's? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, my smartphone. Like I have all those programs on my desktop and on my smartphone. And then just like a simple notebook and a calendar, which is just above my desk, because I sort of need to see the deadlines for illustrations and the coaching sessions, like the dates for the coaching sessions. I have to have that in front of my face the whole day so I won't miss anything. Right. Oh, and I'm using Asana actually also with my virtual assistant. Tell us a little bit about Asana. This may be something that our listeners aren't as familiar with. Yeah, I started because I had my assistant and she's actually from Colombia. So we would have, and I found her via um, Periscope, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and that is, oh gosh, yeah, a whole other story. We started Asana because we started to email a lot. And emails got lost and I had to search for when did she write what. And, you know, like we were, we have some different projects we are working on, like my newsletter and the blog. And I have my own projects also in there. So um, it was kind of going a little crazy. And I had no overview about what is going on anymore. So I started this Asana thing and you can like have projects and you can like, for example, my blog, that's her project, sort of her project, what she's doing and all those children's books and maybe the 365 Doodle Challenge is my project, but she's doing some part of it as well. And whenever she has done something for, let's say, the 365 Doodle Challenges, she's also um, doing the topics right now for the challenges. 
I see that and she puts the files in there, like the PDF and the Photoshop the t- uh, uh, file and um, the Word document and I have everything in one place. I don't have to search for her emails and her files. It's just easier. Yeah, wonderful explanation. And really, every single tool that you're using all is toward productivity, just like we were talking about, because it's amazing how much time you can waste, like you're saying, trying to find through that email, or where did I put this note? So all of these things that you're doing are fabulous time savers and stress relievers, because you know where everything is. Yeah. And it's also easier, like, for example, when I post my um, Instagram pictures, I always put a little watermark and some icons on there. And I create those on my desktop and um, put them into the Dropbox. And when I'm on with my smartphone and in Instagram, I want to post them to Instagram. I just put them with the app, which is, which is called um, PixArt. And I can download my icons that I created on the desktop from my Dropbox just right into the app. Oh, perfect. So it's just like, it's like so much easier. Yeah, it sounds like it. What book, Johanna, have you read lately that you think our listeners will find value in? I have like three business books right here on my table, just like next to me. But I thought um, everybody is talking about business books, just like, you know, like how to get more, I don't know, um, how to make this and that money in, in that sort of time. And I thought I share some creative books because your listeners are from the creative space. And a book that I really, really like is called How to Style Your Brand by Fiona Humberstone. It is a really, really good book concerning your visual corporate identity. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And uh, about colors. It is an amazing book. I think the half of the Fritzy Flock already bought it (laughs) (laughs) since we started the conversation about building a brand. It is a really, really good book. It's all about color and which sort of color type you are to explore which colors you should actually use for your corporate identity. It's about finding the right fonts, your logo, and um, it's all about um, creating a whole corporate identity sheet for your brand. It's really good. Oh, you've piqued my curiosity for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to yeah. go check yeah, that out as soon as we're well, done here. <laughs> well, Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can also listen to audiobooks with ease. I've teamed up with Audible for you to get an audiobook just like the one that Johanna's talking about for free. Although with Johanna's, you might want to get a hard copy because it sounds like there's some good illustrations in there. But if you're interested in a free book, all you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. All right. We are now entering into my favorite part of the interview, Johanna. It's my dare to dream question. I'd Mm -hmm. like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. This is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside your box? Well, thank you for the gift. (laughs) (laughs) My goal is, as I already mentioned, sort of to help other illustrators to fulfill that dream and to make good money with it, to make a living with what they love to do. And I think that's the best thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. For them to be able to create that dream life that you already have. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I need more vacations and more sleep. And <laughs> Well, something tells me that you're on the way to that just by how you're setting up the business and the things that you've shared with us here. Yeah. And more sleep when the kids get older. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be a few years. I'm sorry to say, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I but you don't want to miss this time for anything, which is why it's so great that you have the business out of the house, actually. 
Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. So if our listeners wanted to see a little bit more of what you're doing, or we may have some freelance dreamers out there in the audience, how can they get in touch with you or learn more about Fritzy Flock overall? So my illustration business, I'm everywhere at by Johanna Fritz on social media. My website is also by, uh, by Johanna Fritz, D-E. And Fritzy Flock is on Instagram, fritzy.flock. And also, if you search in Facebook for Fritzy Flock, there's a page and a group. And we would love to have you fly with us. <laughs> I love that. I love the way you've branded this with the flocks and the <laughs> yeah. birds and your wording. It's beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gift Biz listeners. And you guys know, too, that you can jump on over to the show notes page at Gift Biz Unwrapped. And there will be all of Johanna's contact information and everything that you need to know, as well as additional recordings of this interview. Also, you guys, I'm always looking for new guests for the podcast. So if you have a great story that you would like to share, or perhaps you have a friend who's built a business with an exciting product and a really fun story, I'd love to know about it. And the way to let me know is to jump over to my Instagram account. So that would be at giftbizgal on Instagram, comment on any of the pictures and share with me the person's information, in other words, their Instagram account of someone you'd like me to take a look at for the show. Okay, so again, just jump over to Instagram at giftbizgale, comment on a photo and give me the, the Instagram handle of whoever's info you'd like me to check out. Thank you, Johanna. I really appreciate your taking the time. And I know the challenge is getting the kids to bed and being able to do this with our time difference. And in English. <laughs> well, no one would know that you feel less than comfortable oh. with your English because it's turned out perfectly today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fabulous. You've given us oh, so gosh. much great information and really a great peek into a freelancer's life and opportunities that exist. So I really, really appreciate all your insights, all your help, yeah. your suggestions, advice, and may your candle, Johanna, always burn bright. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. Learn how to work smarter while developing and growing your business. Download our guide called 25 Free Tools to Enhance Your Business and Life. It's our gift to you and available at giftbizunwrap.com slash tools. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. After you listen to the show, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to jump over and subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you'll automatically get the newest episodes when they go live. And thank you to those who have already left a rating and review. By subscribing, rating, and reviewing, you help to increase the visibility of Gift Biz Unwrapped. It's a great way to pay it forward to help others with their entrepreneurial journey as well. 